Hello and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. My name is Bob Martin. I'm the president and CEO of Imagine America Foundation. In the last 20 years, Imagine America has provided scholarship support and tuition assistance to students attending career colleges all across this country. The purpose of this podcast is to promote technical and career education and to inform the public of career opportunities that are not just in high demand, but essential to the American workforce. We hope you will enjoy today's podcast. This episode of Imagine America Radio is brought to you by Ambassador Education Solutions. For more than five decades, schools have trusted Ambassador to power their course materials programs, including print, digital, OER, devices, kits, and more. Unlike any other technology on the market, Ambassador's revolutionary course materials platform, Rhoda, aggregates all print and digital materials and layers it with integrations, single point access, support services, analytics, financial controls, and compliance, all through one flexible and easy-to-use platform and all at no additional cost to you. For more information, please visit Ambassador's website, www.ambassadored.com. Joining us today is Chris Vall, the Market Director of High School Admissions at Bryan and Tratton College. Today, we would like to discuss eSports. Esports is a form of competition using video games. It often takes the form of organized multiplayer video game competitions, particularly between professional players, individually or as a team. As I understand it, Brian and Stratton has a pretty robust esports team. So we couldn't think of anybody better to speak with us on this topic than Chris Vall. Chris, can you briefly explain what esports is and how similar is the program to other sports programs? Yeah, I sure can, Lee. So, you know, really to kind of keep it in, in simple terms, and a lot of people are familiar with esports is, but we really, you know, view it as competitive video gaming. Um, we've got males and females that can compete with one another on the same team. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, that's it's really important for me to, I guess, communicate like it, it's it's video gaming, but it's competitive. So there's, you know, trophies on the line, potentially prize money down the road for, you know, individuals and teammates or whatnot. So that's kind of really what it's honed in on. So um, as I understand it, your team has won some awards recently um, and you're nationally ranked. Can you kind of talk a little bit about your recent success? Yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, we love to brag about our successes here um, with, with eSports. Um, we, so this past year has been a really um, positive uptick for us in that we've uh, won three national championships. And first one was Madden. And then we also won a Hearthstone championship. And then about a month ago, we won NBA 2K. So pretty, pretty exciting for us. It's creating some buzz, you know, within our uh, state here in, in Wisconsin and for the esports program for Brian and Stratton as a whole. Um, very exciting, though, in that, like I said, we're able to kind of, you know, sell that to students and parents and that it is competitive video gaming, but we, we do have a very good team and that we won those three championships. So you say competitive video gaming, and I'm guessing it's similar to other sports programs. Are there practices scheduled throughout the year? I mean, is it a team? Is it something you try out for? What is this? What does it look like? Yeah, great question. So yes, there's both both team and individual competitions. There are, you know, there are structured practice times. And for our high school students, you know, it's flexible in that like we have some that they can, you know, do the gaming component from home, like remotely, say if we have a a late night practice, um, they can do it from there. 
Um, they do have scheduled team, you know, competitions against some of the other colleges, I guess, just to, you know, throw it out there to let everyone know, you know, who we're, who we are in terms of who we compete against. Mm -hmm. um, so we're part of the NJCAA East, so that's National Junior College Athletic Association of Esports. And then we also belong to NACE, which stands for the National Association of Collegiate Esports. So it's kind of cool in that these practices lead up to competitions and we competed against really, you know, larger universities. Um, my list of recent ones we competed against, we've got Purdue, Marquette, Ohio State, UC Irvine. So all those practices and competitions, obviously you get to, you know, play some other larger division one schools. Now you said for some of your high school students, now, is this something a high school senior can join the team before they are enrolled at your school or is this something for your students only yeah so we it's a really good question we we have a combination of non-traditional uh students and then we do have uh high school seniors who are being recruited for the next year um so it would all be you know um, students who enroll here but we're recruiting kind of simultaneously so we've got a mix of which I guess if you take a look at it from that standpoint, the dynamic different than other sports. I mean, we've got students on the non-traditional side of the house, you know, in their thirties to, right. you know, high school kids, high school seniors, 17, 18 years old that are on the team. So there's good diversity, not only with age and demographics, but then also the male female ratio, you know, I mean, we've got a good mix of both. And, you know, the other cool layer to this Lee is that we have some uh, athletes of ours who not only do esports, we have a number of them who've competed in, um, say volleyball, our soccer teams, our baseball teams, and when they're not in season, they're able to hop on there. So it's kind of a really um, unique but but cool dynamic in that we've got a lot of, I will say, you know, um, lots of diversity on the team. Wow, yeah, that's really cool. Um, that actually brings me to my next question, which is, are there certain seasons for certain games uh, or competitions that are coming up? Or, you know, most other sports are broken up into seasons, like soccer plays in fall and spring and you know, how does this kind of work with uh, with esports? Is it all year long? Yeah, it's pretty much a year year long commitment. I'll say for our students. Um, and you know, granted, there's there's peak times. We'll go to where the you know larger competitions are. You know, for example, the um, Madden Championship that we won that was December ish. Um, Hearthstone was pretty quick after that. I believe that was like a January time frame. Okay. And then NBA 2K just wrapped up. That was probably about a month ago. So you're you're pretty much talking year round. Um, and then we'll usually go to, you know, practicing and competitions to, you know, when our coaches have an understanding of like where, where we can excel and where we have a potential to win, you know, are generally the ones that we'll sign up for, but it, yeah, different than other sports. I mean, there, there are seasons, but, um, as you can tell, based on when the tournaments are and what games they are, like what, whatever our, our strong games are for us as a team, those are the ones we're going to compete in. That's really cool. So let's say I want to go back to something for a second. Uh, we talked about high school seniors. Let's say I'm a high school senior and I'm really good at math. Uh, are there competitions that I can compete in for a scholarship to attend Brian and Stratton College for the esports team? Yeah, great question. With us being in the NJCAA and part of NACE, um, esports is different than a lot of the other sports in that they can combine their you know academic money that Brian and Stratton could offer them with an esports scholarship. Now, and how, how they get there, typically the best route of us is we have our coaches who will assist with recruiting and then what they like to do is they'll compete against one of these you know high school seniors um, and then they kind of have a debriefing on here, here's in terms of esports money what we can help you qualify for kind of a cool aspect in that you know similar to you know a basketball soccer program baseball programs where there's athletic money on the table uh esports is eligible for that and they kind of get you know it's a similar feel on that like there's a 
you know, legitimate tryout. You know, you want to be a part of our team. We'll have you sit down with the coach. We're going to have you game and see where your skill level is at. And from there, you know, then we can determine, you know, if you qualify for athletic scholarship. That's so cool. You know, I feel like this is sort of an emerging new program or, you know, across the United States and just becoming more and more popular. And are you recruiting on Twitch and on all these, uh, you mean your coaches go out and recruit students. Where do they recruit students from? Yeah. So we see primarily, I would say with our non-traditional population, Twitch, you know, as the primary platform, um, again, kind of blows my mind when yeah. I'm like, well, I'm thinking 17 and 18 year olds selfishly, cause that's our demo. Um, but then like the, uh, the gentleman who won our NBA 2K in Madden, I mean, he's, he was a legitimate NBA 2K professional player for the Milwaukee Bucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know all the ins and outs of that, but we, um, we have him on our roster. Whoa. Obviously that helps out quite a bit Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, other recruiting because his Twitch has such a, a grab, um, you know, people are on that. He right. like, he live streamed his um, wow. Madden and NBA 2K, you know, and he's, he's an online student here for us. Um, but that, I think that helps with the, you know, 17 and 18 year olds. And then on, on our side of the house with the traditional student, um, I'm fortunate enough, I've got, you know, somebody who's a, a high school rep that goes into high schools for us. Right. And he's got a pretty extensive gaming background. So he's a volunteer coach for us. So got he, he kind of helps, you know, scrub that side of the house. Yeah. Um, and he'll, he'll fully like vet him. He'll, he'll schedule him with a coach to game and it kind of come to the understanding. But I will say, since we've got this um, guy on our team, who's won these two national championships for us, I mean, he's a legit professional. Um, it's kind of creating some good buzz in the, in the community for us. It's pretty That's cool to awesome. see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I were somebody who enjoyed playing NBA 2K, I just want to play with him, you know? Um, so uh, that's interesting to me. I think it's interesting too, that what you said about, you know, Madden and NBA 2K having more of an older demographic that actually doesn't surprise me because the old heads have been playing Madden since 1994, yep. you know, so they've had a long time to play Madden. Um, so that's, that's very funny. That's, that's mm -hmm. cool. All right, cool. So according to Statista, the global esports market is valued at just over $1.08 billion. Now, according to the sources estimates, the global esports market revenue will reach almost 1.62 billion US dollars by 2024, suggesting that the industry is expected to grow rapidly in the coming years. Why do you think this is such a rapidly growing industry? You know, prior to prior to learning about this, Lee, I would have said I have no idea. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty lost. It's still pretty, you know, um, it's somewhat incomprehensible at times. But you know, from being on the other side of this now and us having a you know pretty good program. I can tell you, I think having the dynamic to compete similar to like these other larger sports, um, you know, like a traditional basketball, baseball, where there's that team aspect. Yeah. I think we're seeing more and more kids who are, you know, trans taking those transferable skills and they can game, you know, and I even see that just from the communication standpoint of these kids who are doing our PC, um, our PC games with their headsets, they're still doing a team setting and they're communicating to one another, similar to like what you do on a court and on the field. Um, so I think they're able to find that avenue of being able to do that. I think that's part of it. I think the other piece too is the amount of money, you know, for potential, you know, students who maybe down the road, they want to go professional. I think they see that with, um, you know, like a, a ninja, for example, or these other guys yeah, who make right. it really big and these, the amount of dollars with these Twitch followers. Oh yeah. I think it kind of funnels up and you know, the, the last part, what I see, and different from 
you know, 20 plus years ago, and I was kind of doing some of the gaming is just the, the network, mm-hmm. you know, with social media and being able to get it out there. I think it's that, um, you know, instant um, competition slash feedback where you can be all over the world competing. And, you know, not only for us as a college have the ability to, you know, win a, a national championship, which is pretty cool. You get a, a trophy for those, but, you know, potentially to get prize money. You know, I think... Right all of those aspects it, it, and still, again, it blows my mind with how, um, how much the growth is there. And even just from an interest standpoint, we have, um, several kids who, you know, they, they get four years of eligibility. I guess that's something I'm backtracking a little bit, but with us as a college, you get four years to play. So you could craft yourself, get yourself a degree. And if your, your goal and dream is to, you know, do this professionally, you know, you could continue on, whether that be, you know, on your own independently or from a team standpoint or take it to the nationals. Right. I think all those factors kind of add up to one pool of how this is booming. Um, it's, it's unbelievable though. And I can even see that from the younger kids to the older kids, it's being able to have that instant draw, I think, to go global with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, you know, from a scholarship standpoint, there's, I have parents who, you know, legitimately laugh when they say, we can get scholarships for my kid to play video games at your school. Yes, yeah. you can. I mean, it's, you're going to be able to get your education, but um, there's also the ability to get your degree, but also be able to game for it for, you know, like I mentioned, potentially four years of eligibility. Right. And I could see where if I were someone who wanted to become a professional gamer, why not, you know, try out for the team, um, you know, be a part of the team. And like you said, sort of part of a network um, and piggyback off the, the college's network and team uh, while I get my degree, uh, just to, you know, build up my following and practice my skills and see if this is what I really want to do. And at the same time, also be getting a degree. I think it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, we've even, you know, and I've even, this is directly from our, um, director here, you know, in, in, in Wisconsin, he, his pitch, if you will, when he's working with recruits and he's shared this with me, like, it, it's great. Everyone wants to be a, you know, get to that professional level, um, but he always encourages them, like, make sure you have your background, meaning get your education to back you yeah. up. You know, it's a very slim population that can get to that level, not to discourage students. But right. um, so I think that's a good peace of mind that, you know, students and parents have as they're coming here. I mean, they're not just going to game, but this comes right from our you know, director's mouth of get yourself that education as a backup. And then you can take those skills and potentially, you know, pursue that route. Right. Why not do both? You know, mm-hmm. Um so let's say I'm uh, a high school senior. And like I said, I'm really good at video games. How do I try out for the Bobcat school? Yeah. So the, I think step one is um, we have a, a website dedicated to like all of our sports. I, I really encourage students to go there, bscbobcats.com. Mm-hmm. And we have a, an esports recruitment form. So when students go there, they fill out a form and there's like a questionnaire based on, you know, their skill sets and, you know, what levels they're at or whatnot. That automatically goes to our coaches to kind of create the buzz, the initial buzz. Okay. And then from there, you know, you'd have somebody from admissions who would reach out to them and then coordinate with the coach to, you know, have a sit down, whether it be virtually or, you know, in person and then have them game. So it's, it, it can be pretty seamless. Step one that I always tell everyone Lee, is um, go to that recruitment form at bscbobcats.com. And then they'd follow up with admissions to, you know, communicate that, Hey, I'm interested. And we give them the list of, you know, all the games that we compete in. And then they kind of get vetted from there in terms of, um, if, if they're able to make a roster and what kind of game that they're interested in. What was the website again? BSC? Yep. BSCBobcats.com. 
B is in boy, S is in Sam, C is in Charlie, Bobcats, like the cat.com. Yep, you got it. And there's a uh, recruitment tab. You just It's really easy to navigate, recruitment form for esports. And then you have that questionnaire that will, you know, walk you through skill level, um, your age, your interest, stuff like that. And then that gets vetted right to our coaches to, you know, have the follow-up conversation. Okay. Now this is a, uh, another question. Do you host scholarship, you know, competitions? Um, so like for instance, so Chris, uh, do you host scholarship competitions? I mean, I'm assuming something like I'm really good at Madden. So I enter the scholarship competition for Madden, uh, and there's a bracket, you know, and I kind of have to win my way up to the top in first place gets a scholarship to go to, uh, Brian and Stratton college. Is that something that you guys do? Yeah, so we um, we monitor and we'll you know watch a lot of those competitions, especially with like area high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of people that are you know pretty dedicated from from the admission side of the house that work with our local esports directors throughout the state. You know, so when there is a competition, we coordinate that with our coaches to not only keep our eyes on that, but also you know looking in terms of recruiting from a, a talent standpoint to to get those. Um, you know, now that we're you know knock on wood. COVID's starting to ramp down. We like to be doing some more on-site competitions. Yeah. That'd be the plan. In the meantime, though, you know, with esports, we can do a lot of stuff virtually. Right. And we have done some virtual, you know, competitions, but I think the plan would be to be hosting more and then having a very tight-knit relationship with our esports directors at, you know, I think from an organizational standpoint, in just our state alone, which probably I'm sure this holds true to the other states for Brian and Stratton, we probably got about 40 to 50 dedicated programs right now. So there's, yeah. there, there's a lot of opportunity there. And I think a lot of that is brand awareness that we can work with those coaches to, you know, be a part of those events as they are happening. Right. Yeah. And I know that you have like a world-class um, studio, or I guess, I don't know, what would you call it? Gaming center? Yeah. So it's our, it's our, um, you're right. Beautiful esports lab um, for here. We, you know, we built that. It went live last year. It's, um, it's amazing. I mean, I can't speak any more of it. It's got, yeah, I've seen pictures. It looks really cool. Yeah. 24 um, PCs, gaming PCs. Um, And then we've got two PlayStations that are used for gaming. It's, it's, it's top notch. And when we do get to those national tournaments, you know, the cool thing is depending on which game they are, we stream those live in there. Oh, cool. Um, And then we have the other, you know, teammates will be in there. We have, you know, it's open to students to come and watch, but then we will put that out on Twitch. So they can come and watch on there, but it's, it's very top notch. I will say that. And I know a lot of our um, other campuses have really stuck a lot of, you know, good dollars and values and investments and not just, you know, not, not just say we have it. I mean, from the, the gaming PCs themselves to the, the monitors to, you know, even just kind of the schemes and how, how we have things set up. Like they've done a very nice job to, um, you know, make it like a legitimate to your point earlier about like other sports, similar to like a, you know, a gym or a field or whatnot. Like I feel like it's a very top-notch facility. That's fantastic. All right, Chris. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We talked about the growing uh, realm of esports. We talked about your esports program there at Brian and Stratton College. If you're a high school senior or even an adult student uh, and you're really good at video games, it doesn't hurt to try out for the Bobcats team. And you can get more information on becoming a Bobcat at bscbobcats.com and click on the recruitment tab. And then you'll be able to get in touch with a coach and potentially talk about uh, trying out for the team. Thank you, Chris. I really enjoyed your time today on Imagine America Radio, and it's been nice talking to you. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. All right. 
Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.